Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. Welcome to the second episode of our three-part series on saboteurs and enablers. Last week, we took a look at saboteurs, the people who do stuff to derail your weight loss. And if you missed episode 27, part one of this series, it's probably a good idea to go back and give it a listen now. Today, we're going to look at enablers, the people who help you to derail yourself. Enablers usually don't actively set out to throw you off your game, but they definitely don't stop you when you don't feel like playing. If you want to sit an inning out, they're right there with you. Like saboteurs, enablers' motives vary, and so does their awareness of what they're doing and the impact that it's having on you. A lot of them think they're being extremely supportive and that they're doing the right thing. They think that they're helping, and it can feel like they're helping, but that doesn't mean it's the kind of help that you need. Losing a lot of weight is really hard, and it takes a very particular headspace. It can feel like you're torturing yourself, like you're never going to get anywhere. It's so easy to stop feeling motivated and start feeling defeated. Sometimes, when you're hanging on by a thread, the only thing you're waiting for is someone to give you permission. Permission to stop. Permission to take a break. Permission to give up and go back to your old life. The enabler is always there to fill that role. The enabler is ready to jump in and give you that permission like a brand new genie ready to grant their first set of wishes. Because remember from last week, the saboteur does stuff to throw you off your game. The enabler helps you to throw off your own game. Giving permission is enabling 101. There were times when I was losing the 200 that I wanted to give up and give in so badly that I definitely would have jumped headfirst into fettuccine with the very first person who said anything to me along the lines of, it's okay, you've been doing so well, you totally deserve a break. All I wanted was permission. For someone to tell me that I was right and I deserved a break from the craziness and the pressure of trying to lose 200 pounds, it felt like it was taking forever. Two years isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things, but when you're trying to lose weight, it can feel like it. All I wanted was a break. An enabler is the one who tells you it's okay to stop, to take that break. Now, the enabler bestie won't spike your coffee with heavy cream like a saboteur would, but she will keep ordering the same appetizers you always used to share when you go out for dinner on Tuesdays. She'll even tell you that it's okay if you don't have any. But whether she says so or not, she is absolutely willing to share with you now. The enabler Nana doesn't cry like saboteur Nana, but she does have your favorite lasagna and some of the cookies she used to make for Christmas at the ready when you come over every time, just in case she thinks she's helping. One or two can't hurt. That's what Nanas do. Enablers are the shoulder you cry on when you've had a bad week. When you're feeling deprived and half-starved and frustrated, they feel very supportive. But there's a key difference between them and someone who isn't enabling you. A friend who is consciously supporting you on your weight loss journey will sit there and listen to your bad week just like the enabler will. But they will try and talk you out of the large pizza and wings where the enabler will pick up the phone and call for you. 
They're not going to bring you a pizza like the saboteur would, but they're not going to stop you from getting one if that's what you want to do. And just like the saboteurs, the enablers may or may not be consciously aware of what they're doing. But I would argue that an overly aware enabler is actually a saboteur. And I'll break that down a little bit. When someone is enabling you so much, someone who is always there when you're at your lowest and instead of helping you up, sits down with you, it starts to become a passive form of sabotage because their version of support isn't actually helping you. It's making things worse because it's reinforcing your already toxic relationship with food. I think that saboteurs are more likely to at least suspect that they're up to no good and the enablers are more likely to think that they're helping and being supportive. Even if they're giving you the very last thing that you actually need, permission. But true support looks like someone listening to you and then trying to talk you into maintaining your resolve to keep moving forward. Real support helps to keep you on track so you can hit your goals. Enablers can be a lot harder to separate from their actions, and it can be harder for you to see what's going on because what they're doing is often stuff that you subconsciously want them to be doing. If somebody else put the food in the fridge or the cupboards or wherever, it's not really your fault. And you love this because not only do you get to keep eating, but you also get to blame somebody else for it. You were just talking about how much you miss pizza and how hard your day was. And all of a sudden she was handing you the phone with the local two for one on speed dial. Enabling is great because you get to distance yourself from the responsibility. The enabler helps you to not help yourself. They pull up a chair at your pity party and make sure you have all the snacks you need. Usually though, they're not consciously trying to screw with you. It's not like the saboteurs who are. They're a shoulder to cry on, a sympathetic ear. They're the first person to agree with you to say, it's okay. You've been working so hard. Permission granted. There seems to be a myth that enablers are somehow the positive ones and saboteurs are negative. And I would really like to shut that down right now because it's just not true. Sabotage can feel positive and it's a trap to only look for and label negative feeling behaviors as sabotage. Similarly, it's a trap to think that enabling always feels good because it doesn't. Maybe in the moment, but once that pizza is gone, all you're going to be left with is regret. And that doesn't usually feel very good. The people who help you to make bad choices, right? The menu's always at the ready. They help you bake the cornbread and they bring that butter you asked for. These people can be a lot trickier to deal with than saboteurs. That maybe seems counterintuitive, but hear me out. Because the saboteurs are more overt about what they're doing, and because it usually feels more negative, it can seem like sabotage is harder to deal with. But actually, the enabling is more troublesome. Enablers feel like they're on your side. Saboteurs don't. Enablers feel like they're helping or at least trying to help. Saboteurs don't. But just because something feels good, or at the very least it doesn't feel bad, that doesn't always mean it's good for you. Lots of things feel good that aren't. Both the enabler and the saboteur are affecting your weight loss in a negative way. One makes you feel bad about yourself, and the other one helps you to eat those feelings. It's harder to deal with the enabler because at least with the saboteur, they are clearly the problem. Sure, ultimately, it's all about how you react to what they're doing, all that. But without the snide shit that they're pulling, there wouldn't be a problem. With an enabler, it's a little bit different. 
with them, you're the problem, or at least part of it. Because by definition, an enabler needs something to enable, and that's you. I know that can be a really hard thing to admit to yourself, but without something to enable, there is no enabling. Sure, that's also true about sabotage, yeah. But the saboteur is going to do that regardless, and you're not the issue there. It takes two to enable, but only one to sabotage. So how do you deal with the person who's always letting you get away with it and is often a very active accomplice? The same thing's first. It's always first with me. You're going to become aware of it. If you're unfamiliar with the 3A way, it's one of my absolute favorite coaching tools. And it's one of the first things that I teach my clients, awareness, acknowledgement, accountability, 3A way. There's a whole episode about it. Number 12. With enablers, you need to find awareness too. Who helps you go off the rails? Who gives you the permission that you're looking for? If their behavior lets you get away with yours, then they are enabling you. It can be as simple as someone who just continually ignores what's going on, doesn't see the junk food wrappers, doesn't call you out. That can be enabling. When someone is ignoring what's right in their face on some level, they're making choices too. By staying silent, they're giving implied consent to your behavior. That's enabling. Once you're aware of it, you're going to acknowledge it by taking a serious look at what's actually going on. In what ways are they enabling your behavior? What are they doing? What are they actually ignoring? It's critical to take a look at your own role in all of this too. What are you doing? How are you turning to them and giving them opportunities to enable what you're doing? Are you anticipating it? Counting on the partner who brings the junk food home? Is it a mental out for you in the sense that you didn't buy it, so it's not your fault? Do you get to deflect your anger and your responsibility onto somebody else? And I'm not saying that you are. I'm saying it's worth taking a look. And don't forget, these aren't black and white blanket labels, right? Someone can sabotage you and enable you. They can flip between being passive aggressive and being negative. Nobody's locked into one set of behaviors. Accountability comes when you settle on a course of action and then do it. There are different ways to change the way people treat you. Honestly, the fastest way to get that to happen is to make a small change to your own behavior instead. It tends to really startle people. I found that to be the easiest way to change your overall dynamic with someone and set new boundaries. It's a disruptor. It interrupts and breaks the pattern. It's a conversation starter. When they want to know why you've made that small change, it's a terrific opportunity to tell them. And this works with both the saboteurs and the enablers. Oh, why did I stop doing X when you do Y? That's because when you do Y, you make me feel like, well, fill in your own blank there. Sheila wants to know why you stopped responding to the group emails that she sends out about lunch every week. Well, Sheila, I stopped because you found a way to say something about me and food every single week, and it made me feel super shitty. Your roommate loves to enable your crap choices. So the next time Sheila from work has you reaching for the desserts, talk to your roommate about it in a new way. Sheila was an asshat again today. I know we always go for cheesecake when she's driving me crazy, but can we go for a walk tonight instead? If you always push back when your best friend is critical of your choices, she lays into you and you give it right back, what would happen if you started to ignore it? Changing your own behavior, even just a little bit, 
is sometimes a great way to get other people to take a look at their own behavior. What's a small change you could make to your behavior that would show them what you're trying to do, that you're serious about it and this time is different? Communicate. See what happens when you're upfront about what you're thinking and feeling. Tell them if you need more of a tough love approach, that you're trying to hold yourself accountable. Ask them to help you make the change. People really like the chance, usually, to be helpful. And an enabler already thinks that they're helping. They're already halfway there. It can be hurtful to call them out without having a suggestion of how they could help instead. This might diffuse some of the hurt and the tension. I know you want to support me with this. I know you want to help to see me succeed. Here's how you can do that. This kind of approach is a lot easier to swallow than just saying, don't do what you're doing. No matter how nicely you put that to somebody, it's not going to make them feel good or overly receptive to what you're saying. If you tell someone you don't want their help anymore, it can feel like you're rejecting them in a way. At the very least, it could be interpreted like that by anybody who's even slightly super sensitive. But if you tell them what you need, well, now you're communicating. Enablers can be doubly hard to deal with because one, they're giving you what you want, either the actual food item or the emotional permission and support you need to make lousy choices. And two, they're quite often coming from a place of love and of genuinely wanting to help. Where the saboteur makes you feel bad about yourself, the enabler helps you to eat away those bad feelings. Also, saboteurs are the problem. With an enabler, you're part of the problem too. Without you to enable, the enabler would have nothing to do. Two to enable, one to sabotage. All right, next week, we're going to wrap this series up with a chat about what to do when the saboteur and the enabler is you. Keep trying, keep tracking. Don't be intimidated and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity.